own Nerd Watch Oscar edition. That's right. The Oscars was this past week, um, and uh, it is now our time to analyze, criticize, and give what we think were the best pictures of the year. Uh, I am joined by the one and only Collector J this morning, along with uh, Professor Barry, format in the house. I, of course, am G-Money. We are down a man or a woman. Uh, Amber, a.k.a. Digit, is not in studio today, not at Nerdwatch HQ. She is uh, taking care of business. She's got uh, other things to deal with today, so uh, she'll be out, but... She will be uh, represented fairly amongst the men because she sent me her top ten list of the best pictures uh, for her, and she also sent me her Netflix pick of the week. So, first off, uh, format. How sure. has your week been? Uh, it's very been pretty, busy. That's what I heard. I mean, you got a lot of stuff on Ner- on our Nerdwatch Facebook page yes, right yes, now. Yes, yes. You have uh, been uh, making friends, watching movies, and uh, interviewing uh, local comic book artists. Indeed. Um. So, uh, what was that like? Uh, it was very enlightening. There was a lot uh, of insight that he gave um, coming from someone doing it for the first time, trying to break into the business. Um, yeah, it was actually a very cool cool interview. The guy is very down to earth. And what's his name? Uh, Christopher Caravajo. And he is uh, he has a Kickstarter campaign that he started um, uh, for his comic called Amakua, Guardians of Hawaii. Correct. Man, so they can read that interview on Facebook.com slash The Nerdwatch. Yep. Um, and uh, he's still, uh, matter of fact, you said that he's working on the second um, book? Correct. Right now? And he sold out of the first one already? Yes. Wow. This, this, that's, that's insane. So this guy is uh, in love with comics. He's, a, he's uh, reviving the comic book genre, one that apparently didn't exist in Hawaii. So you've got Hawaiian... Uh, ancestry uh, in comic books now because of him. Um, for the most part, yeah. yeah that's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. What else have you been doing other than that? Interviewing uh, just, uh, local movie stars? Movie reviews and watching movies. And I saw RoboCop went up. Your review of yes, the new RoboCop yes. went up. That's cool. That's cool. What else have you had? What's, what else is in the, uh, uh, the queue for you? Uh, there's a few... There's a few things that I'm working on. Sweet. Uh, let's see. I did the To Be To K um, documentary. I did a review on that. Put that up. What is that one? Uh, it's a documentary following and based on George Takei. Oh, oh, To Be To K. Yes. I thought you said TBK. No. My bad. <laughs> All, right. All right. To Be To K. Got yep. it. I wanted to see that. And it it's, was... it's actually very good. Okay, cool. Very fun. Awesome. Uh, and what else did you got? Anything, anything else exciting in there? Um, eh, a few things here and there, but uh, you'll see it all on the uh, Nerdwatch page. Fantastic! So look for format. Uh, look for formats articles in his reviews on Facebook.com/slash/Nerdwatch. Collector J, um, uh, you've been busy building. Apparently, <laughs> you haven't been watching very many movies or, or reading. I saw the last half of American Sniper. Oh, for you the did. first time. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> So you saw the last half of American Sniper. All yes, right. So yes. let's before we get into what you've made, what did you think of the last half of American Sniper? Did you see the first half? I did not. I stopped in the, um, I, uh, the I stopped into the movie theater because um, we actually use it uh, as a facility on Sunday for something we do um, for church, and I needed something out of storage, and it just so happened that the movie that was playing in storage, or where the storage is at, was American Sniper. 
And so I had to get it, and it was either come back in an hour or go in and see Just the sit last and watch half. the movie. So I went and watched the movie instead of... And? What did it you was think really of- good. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually made me, you know, thinking of our past discussion, it made me wonder what... Because we were talking about PTSD sure. and every... What services are offered to spouses and friends and family of those mm-hmm. suffering from PTSD? Right, right. Because the wife needed some help. Oh, yeah, she did. She needed some help on how to deal with it. So um, it I was very I, well done. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to see it. I'll probably wait until it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray so I can watch it in the quietness of my own home. Although it looked like I think I had, there's only about five or six Vietnam veterans in there watching it with me. Mm. So it was a pretty small crowd. Yeah, and so uh, you'll watch it again. Of course. I think the military has, is, is doing a very proactive, uh, if, as far as the women. Uh, yeah. uh, or I'm women. sure they are. Sure they're, they are. They're, they're becoming very proactive in that space, which is very smart anyway. So uh, um, let, let's get back to what's uh, even more important than watching American Sniper. Uh, you were busy building a, an immense monolith to Marvel. Um, you got in Lego form the helicarrier from uh, the Avengers. Uh, how did that go? It actually went surprisingly fast. Really? Uh, I built it in one, basically one session. I, I spent about an hour on it the first night, but then I, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, so I was like, I'll finish this tomorrow. Wow. So overall, it only took me about six hours to do. Wow. Um, when you consider 3,000 pieces, um, it's pretty massive. I thought it was going to take a lot longer. Uh, right. Because the Batmobile tumbler took me longer than that to do. Wow. Um, and it had half as many pieces. Uh, it went by really fast, a little re- rep- uh, repetitive for me um, right. because it's basically symmetrical and you have four of the same thing. And But they have these new little minifigures with it that are pretty cool. Um, but overall, it was a fun build, and it looks really nice. Uh, I, I'm, and your pictures of it went up on our Facebook Just page? Just one. So- I haven't taken any... Um, good pictures yet i'm gonna okay. set it up in the studio and, and whatnot but i do have a battery pack and some uh lights coming that'll actually make the rotors spin on their own and light up that's and hilarious be blue. so wow um looking forward to that and then i'll do some video wow all right well we, well you can check that out on our facebook.com slash the nerd page I'm sure that he'll be lo- uploading that to his Instagram page as well. Throw up uh, the Helicarry on Nerdwatch, the Instagram <laughs> page. I, yeah, that'd be awesome. Got a few uh, statues. Got cool. some more on you order. Did. I was going to say that you got a couple new statues, Batman statues, obviously. Um, so Got the original. It's, uh, it's actually a, was that San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, wow. Um, the first appearance of Batman statue. Ooh. Um, so that looks really nice. That's awesome. So you've nice been uh, you've been doing some uh, collecting, as it were, more collecting. Yes. That helicarrier is taking up a lot of space. It looks really good, by the way, because I'm looking at it right now. That's probably what two and a half feet long. Yeah, I'd say so. Probably maybe a little less. Maybe maybe nice two little feet. Little stand. Yeah, I, li- I like the I like the plaque. The plaque. Well, yeah, the, plaque all the, the all the adult, I guess the the UCS Ultimate Collector Series um, come with the displays like that. Um, and this one came with a new Hawkeye, uh, Mariah Hill. Uh, a new Captain America, um, a new uh, Black, Black Widow, Widow yeah. and a new, uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Nick Fury. Mc, yeah, Fury. So all new uh, costumes on those, which is kind of cool. I like right. the minifigures myself. Um, but overall, uh, if you're a kid, get an adult to help you. 
Well, listen, if you're a kid, um, if you're if you're planning on buying this thing, um, just know that it costs you just as, just as much as a PS4. So you may. It's a little less than a PS4. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What is it? Like 80 bucks less than a PS4? $49 less than a PS4. Oh, $49. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh. That's a huge difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. I guess it is. Um, so That's one eighth of a difference. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> what, what really strikes me is that I always wondered whatever happened to modeling because modeling was a big thing when I was a kid. You know, model trains, yeah. model planes. And it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like that's a hobby anymore. It seems like Lego has kind of taken over that model hobby. Um, modeling was always fun for me. Um, uh, well, not all of it, but it was it was it was fun to put together the plane and things like that. I never got into the Lego space, though. I mean, when I was a kid, I was more Lincoln Logs. But yeah, I never got into the Lego space and building uh, as Lincoln Logs. I yeah, I Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Can you Logs. tease Professor Barry about his <laughs> old phone? <laughs> But that was when I was a kid. When oh, I was a kid, okay, okay. I remember we had that big box of Lincoln Logs. Yeah, did you have uh, Tinker Toys? I had Tinker, Tinker Toys. toys. Yeah. I had Tinker Toys, but I liked the Lincoln Logs better because you could build so many yeah. cool little things. But yeah, the I, I had Legos when I was a kid, but I never, I, 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 I never got into. I don't know if I was, wasn't as creative when I was younger, but I, I, I could only build so many things, and I just never was as creative as I thought I was. So, but well, yeah, now the the big difference between. Because I was actually thinking of picking up a couple car models and doing it with my son. Um, Legos, it's for adults anyways, it's more of a collector thing. Because right. as soon as that thing is stopped being produced, mm-hmm. it will more than double in price. Right. So a lot of these guys will buy two, they'll build one. Even if you don't keep it in the box and you build it, and then you just sell it as pieces, and as long as you have everything, you can still sell it for mo- twice what you paid. Wow. So... You know, if that's three, four hundred bucks, once they stop producing it, wait a year, you could sell it for a grand. That's it's insane. always with Legos; it's guaranteed to always sell for more than what you bought it for. Wow, that is insane. Well, Collector J, I'm sure there'll be more pieces coming in, uh, and I'm sure you've got more, uh, uh, m- more hot toys or collectibles, as it were, coming in as well. And I'm sure there'll be Batman centric. And it seems to be the character of choice for you. I have to pick one because if I did them all, I just <laughs> I posted a picture this morning that said, "If you want to make sure you, uh, teach your kids how to collect Star Wars toys, because then they'll never have any money for drugs." Yeah, uh, that's which a good is pretty idea. much true. That is very true. <laughs> so, but if you do two, if you do Star Wars and Star Trek, you won't have any money for rent either. Right, that is very true. Good point. And Collector J, if you liked the last half of American Sniper, tell you, you're in for a treat because that first half, <laughs> and when you watch them together, oh it's, boy, it's insane. It's good. Well, I saw it like uh, <laughs> they started when he came home. <laughs> Right before he went off to his third tour, so okay. the baby had just been born. Right. Um, so I got to see her dealing with a detached husband. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was good to see um, him come back after the fourth tour. Yeah. Um, oh. And she should have had some intuition. As, I mean, if that's really how it happened. Sure. Um, Greg should be fired from bringing his phone <laughs> into the studio. Um, should have stopped him, but yeah, it's very sad the way it was, and I actually got kind of teary when uh, they showed the real footage. Mm, for sure, yeah. it's always hard. It's always easy to be detached from the movie, but mm-hmm. once you start bringing in the real footage, then it's it's more. It of becomes a more yeah, realistic, yeah, hitting home. So yeah, definitely. Um, well, when he comes back from that first tour, 
and he builds a helicarrier out of Lego, you will you will love that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even released then. I'm just saying. And for some reason, I don't think he'd be in the Lego. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. But that scene would just hit home. It would hit oh home for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Awesome! I'm glad you got to see American Sniper. I'm glad you got to build a helicarrier because the helicarrier is insanely awesome. Yeah, um, very cool. Uh, you will enjoy the, the the first half as much as the second half, and when they're together, it's a full movie, and you will have. Prob- I guarantee, <laughs> yes. I guarantee that you movie math. Write, you'll probably write a review about it, and I think you'll uh, I think you'll have a deep appreciation for it. Profe- um, Professor Barry. Yeah, you uh, had a lot of stuff going on with you with you this week, didn't you? I did. Um, uh, Oscars, you watched the entire show. I did. Uh, what else w- was on your schedule? Uh, nothing glamorous. Julia's sick, so uh, I've been playing nursemaid. And uh, last night I was sharing the hide bed with my dog who got sick at 2 a.m. and threw up. Mm. Um, was your wife kissing the dog? No. Is that what? <laughs> no. Uh, my dog got into the wrong doggy bowl. There's two dogs in the house. My father's dog, who's kind of a big old junkyard dog. And then my dog, which is like this little petite little Maltese. The little petite Maltese had a treat out of the, out of the wrong dog bowl. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't set with her. And I know exactly what it was that she because it reappeared this morning at 2 a.m. So, so that's that's what I've been doing. Domestic I, I love fun. the fact that you get kicked out of bed and then puked on. It's just like it's it's like a movie. It is. No respect to tell <laughs> no, you. no respect, respect at all. I tell you. Uh, did you uh, happen to see any movies this week? I really uh, didn't. Nothing, I don't think there's anything we're seeing, is there? I mean, no, not really. Because typically I avoid movies that open on my birthday because mm-hmm. they almost are always terrible. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, Palmetto opened up. Do you remember Palmetto with mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson? Palmetto with Woody Harrelson. That opened on my that birthday. That was like a film noir kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that good. No. That on my birthday, the the cheerleading movie Fired Up opened on my birthday. Like it's always crap. So <laughs> So it's like I know to avoid movies that open on Friday, February 20th. And this year it was McFarlane USA, which I've heard is really good, actually. The, yeah. the Kevin Costner movie. Right, right. Uh, what else? Hot Tub Time Machine 2, which I'm told to wait, to wait for. Yeah. yeah. And The Duff, which I have no desire to see. I, I think I think I lost all interest in McFarlane USA when I saw the preview of the uh, of the, I'm assuming, the Mexican kids and the, and the white kids. And the Mexican kid turns to the white kids on the starting line of the race and goes, do you play golf? And then the Mexican kid goes, or the, well, the Mexican kid tells the, the white kid, "Hey, do you play golf?" And then the Mexican kid, the white kid goes, "No." And he goes, "Oh, he says yes." And then the and the Mexican kid goes, he looks at him and says, in all seriousness, "This is not like golf." <laughs> like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> no kidding! Uh, no kidding! It's your it's you're running. I, I was like, I didn't. That made zero sense to me. I didn't get it. Was that was that like a was that a was that a uh, was that one of those slight jokes that it's a rich person's uh It's like reverse racism. Sports? I was, I it's just know. so weird to me. Did you see that preview? I saw the trailer. I wasn't impressed, but the reviews <laughs> have me interested because it's it's probably the best reviewed costume movie in a long time. Have you did you see that scene that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About? I've seen the scene. Wasn't it weird? It, it didn't just... it didn't you know, it's like the button before the trailer ends. It didn't make me go, Ooh, I'm gonna see that <laughs> Ooh, now. Oh yeah. That's a scene. Boy, those kids are really sticking into those rich kids. Like what the yeah. Like that was some kind of that was a that was that was some kind of cut. The diss of all disses, yeah. It was weird. It was a total diss, and it made no sense to me. But you, did you watch anything at home? No, no. Other than the Academy Awards, no, no. Right. 
No, but you did say you saw Guardians of the Galaxy again. That's true. That's true. I watched that last night. And, and, uh, and what is your impressions on the second time around? I like the film. I, I it, It's still not my favorite film of last year, though a lot of people disagree with me on that one. I, I think it's very enjoyable. To me, there's so many aspects of Star Wars in it. To me, it reminds me so much of Star Wars, even the dynamic with the characters and the trajectory of the characters. Um, but, I mean, I, I stand by my original opinion. I mean, I think the humor and the heart of it is what makes it so good. Good. The scenes... Uh, I mean, that scene where, I mean, I, and I, forgive me, I said this back in July, but the scene where Drax comforts Rocket after his friend has seemingly died, is it's beautiful. Sure. The scene comes out of nowhere. They could have easily cut it out of the film and it wouldn't have hurt. But it's scenes like that, and the movie has a lot of moments like that, mm-hmm. that I think make the film so good. And for me, that's why it's a special film, because it's not just a special effects CGI fest. There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of humor there. And these are characters I really love, and I think that's the most important thing. All the space opera aspects of it, I I really just don't find that interesting. I really don't sure. like Lee Pace's character. I don't think Thanos has, Thanos has an interesting enough uh, introduction that, that I really wanted to follow him, just based on this movie alone. Sure. But I love these guys. And, and uh, you know, the inevitable sequel, let's bring it on. Wow. All right. So uh, did the wife like it? Yeah, she loved it. More importantly, did Charlotte like it? I think Charlotte liked Rocket Raccoon a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. She got a thrill up her leg, I got it, I take it. So, okay. <laughs> got it. That's awesome. Good she seemed her. to be especially interested when Rocket was on the screen. I, I'm sure so, yeah. she did. She yeah. had, she was, it was very relatable to her. Yes. Got yes. it. Absolutely. That's great. All right. So, all right. Oscars. Speaking of best pictures, yep. uh, the Oscars was on Sunday, hosted by NPH, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, first off, uh, let's, uh, Collector J, did you watch it? I watched uh, only the first few minutes, uh, but what I thought was awesome is he basically called Oprah fat. Did he? I missed he that. Did, he didn't miss it. So he said he was talking about how uh, American Sniper made half of what the box office um, had pulled in. So I said $600 million domestically. Yeah. Uh, out of the, like that. And then American Sniper pulled in $300 million, right? So he said basically... This half of the room represents American Sniper, right. and this half of the room is Oprah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, and he tried to explain to her it was because you're rich, but I, I took it more of as, as you a make up as weight. much. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I took it. Wow. It, it could have been, you know, because you make as much money as that half of the room, but I thought it was more like, this is a big part of the room, and you make up the other half. I thought that wow. was. Wow. like, wow. You're lucky that. He's never going to be in the Oprah show. Wow, That's crazy. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you saw some of it. Um, saw some, up to the American Sniper, and then, um, some things came up, so I had, I had to dip out. Okay, uh, Format, did you watch, you got to watch yeah, the whole show? I watched the whole thing. Okay, okay, uh, uh, Professor Barry, what about you? The entire thing. You, you, so, uh, what's funny is, is that Format was live, uh, was live Facebooking on the Nerdwatch page. Oh, nice. About it, so, um, we'll I was, Oscar party next year. <laughs> I was watching at my house, my parents, my, my father, my stepmom had no interest in watching it, so they were kind of grumbling that I had it on, so Next year, I'll just go to your oh, house. Awesome. We'll do that. Uh, I am uh, I am a staunch... Sorry, I didn't mean to invite myself to my house. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll we'll have an Oscar party. That's what I mean. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't sound gay at all. <laughs> not at all. Anyway. It's not like golf. <laughs> it's not like golf. <laughs> anyway, I, don't, I, 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 I have sworn off the Oscars. Why? Um... I don't like the. I, I was telling this to Foreman on the way up here. I am not a fan of the pretentious douchebaggery that happens during the Oscars. Everybody, everybody seems to say, every superstar seems to stand on their soapbox about some political point 
that they have no idea what they're talking about, which really irritates the heck out of me. Um, it happens a lot, so I don't, I don't like, I, I'm not into that garbage, so I don't. I, I try so nothing to specifically, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, like well, we'll get just into pretentious douchebaggery, pretentious douchebaggery yeah, okay. all around. Um, but I, we'll, we'll get into my, we'll get into one of the things that happened there in just a little bit. But overall, um, uh, since you were the two main guys that watched the show. Uh, what was your feelings this time around? How was it? How would you rate the show, Professor Berg? I, I don't think it was a very good show. Um, I loved the the set design. That was pretty pretty arresting. Uh, I thought the set pieces were nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the material that Harris had to work with wasn't very good. I thought the opening number felt really forced. I thought most of his one-liners really kind of sunk. Um, it seemed like his best moments were off the cuff. It didn't feel like any of the scripted stuff he had really worked all that well. He had this long running bit about a lockbox. I didn't think the payoff was good at all or even worth the effort. Um, uh, the stuff that really I thought worked was stuff that was really surprising, particularly the, the Lady Gaga bit. I think of all things was a real surprise. She Apparently, did that actually is going viral. That whole thing she I didn't did see a, that. She did a tribute to the Sound of Music, and I got to say, like, and it also comes just from I, I can't say I would have even given her the benefit of the doubt. I've never thought she was a very good singer, and it turns out she's got a real operatic pipes. I didn't I never knew that she is. Can I say this about Lady Gaga? I cannot stand her music. But when she duets with Tony Bennett, it, she, it, she becomes a completely different artist. She's got a beautiful voice. She she can uh, uh, she she can uh, hang with Tony. She, when she sings when she sings standards, she's really good, surprisingly good. So I wasn't shocked that she did well for Sound of Music. But yeah, she's uh, she can sing. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, 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 I when she's not being the Lady Gaga, the artist uh, in air quotes, she's good. You know, when she just, when, when she, I think people are starting to come around to the fact that people are missing singers as opposed to, you know, um, performers. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. So overall, NPH, okay. The Oscar part, the Oscar show itself was for you. Eh? Was there a, was there a best moment? Uh, was was the best moment Lady Gaga for you? Um, I, I think I was happy that uh, American Sniper, Interstellar, and Selma all walked away with an Academy Award because I thought they were really three of the best films of last year, and I'm glad that they all won something. Because um, for me, I, I hate Oscars where it's the the love isn't spread out. Because really, if you're even nominated, that's that's just kind of an amazing thing. There's so many movies that come out every year. There's so many good films that get overlooked. So I like it when they spread it around. I hated that. I mean, I really think that Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy should have won for makeup. I think it's ridiculous that uh, it didn't. It, it didn't. Yeah. No, and it really should have. The right. makeup in that film is extraordinary. There's all sorts of films that got left out in the cold. But I'm glad that you know. I, because back in I think it was October, Interstellar was was predicted to be like the, the the front runner for Best Picture. It wasn't, so I'm just glad that you know American Sniper walked away with an Academy Award. So did Selma. So did Interstellar. Um, but yeah, for the, for the most part, it really wasn't all that crazy about it. I thought the speeches were quite good. I thought there was a lot of a lot of passion in the speeches this year. A lot okay. of good stuff. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of fuss made about the. Um, the foreign language film director from was it Poland? Poland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was wonderful, and I'm, I love that film. So I'm, it, I've been saying Ida. It's actually Ida, and I'm it's, glad Ida right. won won the award. Ida's on Netflix, by the way, I believe. Still, it's a terrific film. So uh, we'll check that out. Uh, format. Uh, what about you, sir? What say you? How was the Oscars for you? Uh, for me, I guess it was enjoyable for the most part. I mean, it was something to watch. It, it wasn't really something that uh, held my attention for very long. Sure, sure. Um, being that uh, I used to do lights for the entertainment industry, um, I kept watching 
the the stage and watching the the lighting production the projection um uh, techniques that they were using to more or less throw holograms on the stage that that was really impressive um but as far as the show itself it, it really did fall kind of flat for me anyway sure um but yeah i agree with professor barry like uh neil patrick harris is uh more off the cuff stuff that he just kind of came up with on the spot was more hilarious than anything else that he said that right. was that was you, written that for you him. can tell was written for him yeah sure Sure. Um, as far as um, like any standout moments, not not nothing really. Like I I, I haven't really watched the Oscars in Years? like ages. Right. Yeah, Kanye and I, wasn't there. What is that? Kanye wasn't there. No, but there was a reference to a Kanye moment. Ah. Um, but yeah, there, I don't really watch the Oscars. I don't really watch award shows in general. But because I knew we were going to do this show, I felt, oh, I should probably... Compelled to take a look at it. I should probably take a look and see if it's gotten any better <laughs> over the years. And for me, no, not no, really. It hasn't. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. I, I do know that Collector J uh, on the Nerdwatch page, uh, uh, at least at least what I'm getting, he can correct me if I'm wrong, the best part for him was the performance of Everything, Everything is, is Awesome. Because awesome. well, I, I saw awesome. that after the fact. Um, was I didn't see it. Was it good? It was Great. pretty impressive. Pretty, yeah. yeah, Will Arnett. I mean, the best part for me was Batman showing up. Of course. But, um, that was pretty... Doing yeah, the was, Batman song. Was very well I mean, I hate the song because mm-hmm. it's overplayed, but yeah. it was it was well done. Okay, it was cool. kind of cool to see that in there because they got snubbed at pretty much every award show, but at least yeah. they got to be on stage. And, and then they played true to the movie where Batman does chime in, talks about um, no parents and that really... Rocky, heavily voice he does in the movie. It was good. Okay, cool, awesome. All right, so overall, Oscar, Oscar's not exactly great. Did anybody see really quick before we get into the uh, to the list of winners? Did anybody see the thoroughly uncomfortable exchange between Melanie Griffith and Dakota Johnson no, on the red that. carpet? I kept hearing the about mom that. and the daughter about they asking Melanie Griffith whether or not she's going to see her daughter in Fifty Shades. And Melanie's like, uh, no, nah, I don't think I can do it. And Dakota's like getting, she seems like a petulant child, like, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And, she's, and then, and then, and then, you know, Melanie's like, no, nah, I don't think I could ever watch it. And then she, she's like, basically saying, okay, mom, we get it. And it was like, it was really uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Like, what? Now she knows, uh, uh, someone brought up a good point. Now Melanie Griffith knows what it feels like when her mother, Tippi Hedren, was in her day. When she was saying that she wouldn't watch Melanie's films because of uh, of what the choices that she had made, right? So now Melanie knows what that feels like. So yeah. that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, that it's online. I think it went viral. It's a little the the exchange is supremely uncomfortable on the red carpet, and it's definitely worth a watch because it makes you feel uncomfortable. It's great. I would like to know like what that conversation transpired in the limo ride. She's like, "Mom, I've never had to watch Body Double." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I tell you. So anyway, uh, let's get into um, the winners and losers, and then we'll get into our best pictures of the year. And uh, if if there's a performance that stands out to you guys, then let's by all means talk about it. First off, should we start at the top or the bottom of the list? Oh, work our way up. Let's work our way up. Okay, so looking at starting with, uh, we'll, we'll keep to what's important, best actor, best actress, supporting actor, supporting actress. We'll stick to the... To the main, uh, we'll stick to the main list of things. So first off uh, was the um, 
uh, the best, uh, I believe it was the best, um, let's get into some of the, uh, we'll get into sound effects, uh, sound editing, and special effects because those are, those are big for us. So, uh, best, uh, we got on the list, the best visual effects went to, uh, Interstellar. Um, uh, that was, I would assume, pretty well deserved. I have not seen Interstellar, so I can't make a judgment. Is that, was that an accurate, was that? I'd say so. I mean, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is pretty close, though. I mean, that's, that's a whole cast of characters who are all so so believable and so tangible seemingly um i think interstellar deserved a win just because it 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 kind of creates what's possible and what isn't possible scientifically mm-hmm. um and and really if any if any movie's going to win it it feels like that's the natural winner but i think dawn was pretty pretty close i mean if dawn had won it i think i would have been happy as well um best best makeup went to the grand Budapest hotel I have not seen that yet. Is there something in the makeup that was amazing? That no, not at all. It should have gone to Guardians of the Galaxy, which is amazing. Grand Budapest Hotel, I thought was pretty subtle. In fact, they spotlighted the work that Tilda Swinton had done in that mm-hmm. movie, and I think her makeup in Snowpiercer was much more impressive. Wow. Um, also, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel walked away with Best Original Music Score. Was that accurate? Uh, that I'd give it to. Yeah, I love the love the music in that film. Um, Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I'd give it. Well, uh, best original screenplay went to Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you think? I mean, it was original, but I mean, no, it wasn't no, I the wouldn't best. give it to Birdman no. at all. No. <laughs> best adapted screenplay went to The Imitation Game. Yeah, and that's a great screenplay, and mm-hmm. I thought it was one of the best speeches of the night too. But um, I don't know. I, I think I think The Imitation Game deserved to win a lot more than it did. It was like one of the many films I thought that that kind of got. I feel like Grand Budapest Hotel and Birdman kind of overwhelmed a lot of the winnings, and I don't think they deserve to dominate like they did. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, best animated feature film went to uh, Big Hero Six. Yeah. I completely disagree with that. I would have gone with How to Train Your Dragon. I 2. was just about to say that yeah. I think that How to Train Your Dragon Two got robbed. It did. Robbed. Yeah, it's a beautiful film. It's highway robbery. Uh, also on this list, uh, best supporting actress went to Patricia Arquette for Boyhood. Was that well-deserved, people? I mean, I, I think have, so. Was I, it good? <coughs> Excuse me. Especially if you consider that often these wards, the um, they kind of <coughs> – sorry, I need some water. They kind of work – sorry. Go, go fetch me some water. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your water. Thank you, sir. No tip for you. Wow, that's crazy. That's okay. I gave you it. <laughs> All right, so. Sorry, um, thank you. You're um, welcome. Uh, what I was saying is a lot of the times these awards are kind of like, you know, um, career achievement awards. And I think in the case of Patricia Arquette, we're talking about a career that, that basically began with A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Sure. She's worked with everybody from, from David Lynch to Martin Scorsese. She's had a very – Tim Burton. She's had a very impressive career. Um, this is probably one of the best, if not the best, performance she's given. And I think that's saying a lot because she's done a lot of really terrific work. She's right, a very right. subtle actress, so yeah, by all means, if this is, if this is, uh, you know, it's unfortunate it's the only award the film got, but uh, she was terrific, and I think she deserved it. Um, uh, she's the highlight, one of the highlights I wanted to talk about. Uh, her soapbox speech about the equal pay for equal, for equal work. We know how you so, feel when you begin with soapbox. It, it speech. was so it was so out of place and so <clears throat> ridiculous. And if if she had done any research at all. Um, uh, you know, being the feminist that she purports that she is, if she had done any research, uh, the uh, the universe, well, who is it? 
There it is. I even pulled it up. The American Association of University of Women, okay, said that the paying gap is a myth. They say that it's less than seven cents and, and women are paid equally. That the reason why women aren't paid the same in, in, these, in, in a certain sense is because of the careers that they choose. So they go to college, become teachers. They're not going to get paid as much. Men look at the income they're going to make. Women uh, base, their, uh, base their work on what they find emotionally appealing. So they're not going to get paid as much. So this is not an equal pay for equal work thing because w men and women are equally paid. It's the cho it's the choices that they make in their careers uh, according to the study from them. You can check it out. It's a uh, it's uh, you can actually check it on the, on a, on a website that I currently revile, and that's HuffPost. Um, so um, <laughs> I, I don't disagree with the, with the, with the study. I think if you just look at it strictly from the entertainment industry, I mean, yes, women have always been paid considerably ridiculously less than men. It, that's that's historical, and, and it's always been it's always been a very sexist thing. If women are willing to do nude, <laughs> if they're if they're willing to do nude scenes, they get a bump in their pay raise. But if they're willing to do you know whatever, Aaron Brockovich, they typically will not get paid as much as men. It's always been the case. Halle Berry got paid eleven million dollars for Swordfish. She did not get paid anything near that for Monsters Ball. It's just that's the way it's always been. Right. Well, in in Holly, it's hard for me to feel bad about Hollywood considering the fact that on a, on one on a job in a year I don't make eleven million dollars. So sure. it's hard for me to sympathize or to empathize. So yeah, I thought that speech was a little out of place, and I thought I was like, and I like Patricia Arquette. So I was like, and I wish you if she had done a little more research, she would have known that that wasn't the case. But Anyway, moving on. The best supporting actor went to um, J. Jonah Jameson for Whiplash, a.k.a. J.K. Simmons. Uh, I thought that that was extremely well-deserved. Uh, he, it was... Uh, I I love that performance. What did you think? What did uh, you guys think? No contest. It was yeah. the best. It's I I really thought he should have been up for best actor. Honestly, you know, I was just about to say I thought so too. I thought he was. I don't know if they put Miles Teller in that category, but it might have been what happened. And and you know, and respectfully, I understand that it is a supporting character. But I mean, he looms large in that film. He's like the Joker in Batman. There's no question who this movie is <clears throat> really about and what we're really watching this film for. First of all, um, Joker's a so sociopath. He, or a psychopath, J.K. Simmons' character in Whiplash is not. Highly debatable. Yeah, highly I, debatable. I, I seriously, yeah, it's definitely highly debatable. Did you guys see Whiplash, by the way? Uh, no. Oh, man. You but I love the uh, the clip that they played when they were announcing uh, his nomination. Which uh, Oh, yeah. Where, where he kept slapping the kid. I was like, oh, yeah. huh, Greg would love this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I loved it. Anyway, you know what's interesting is that J.K. Simmons had probably one of the best speeches in the in the thing, and I thought it was yeah. really it was really adorable. It was very cute. He call said, "Say so said call your mom and dad." He said, "Don't text them, don't email them, don't write them." He said, "Call them, tell them how much you love them." And I thought that was very cool. It was very sweet. Was there enough? Didn't you think it was a soapbox speech I, at I all? I didn't think was it was it a soapbox speech. Was it offensive or I, I thought it was. He well, should have done his research. <laughs> it was people don't call their parents <laughs> anymore. Right, how exactly. dare they? That's well. He was making a point that people don't call their parents. It's so it's impersonal. So I thought that that was very sweet for him to say. And you know, I'm, I'm assuming that he loves his parents. I so. enjoyed the MPH moment right after that. Oh, I missed that. Hold he on. won an Oscar. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, J.K. Simmons, well-deserved. Uh, good on you, sir. I think it was, it was an amazing performance. Um, best foreign language film went to Ida. Yep. Um, uh, best original song went to Glory from John Legend and Common. Lonnie Lynn. Uh 
Glor- did you have you heard that the, song? The, yeah, I did. I, I saw the performance. They performed it at the Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought was funny was that they weren't when they were presented the award. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't presented to their stage names. It was their real names. Yeah, yeah. So Common's real name is Lonnie Lynn. Yes, I know. I that know, was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have stopped cracking up after that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I don't follow the raps. Yeah, I don't follow the raps either. I, like- I, don't, think really, I don't think you can really <laughs> put the, the Comment into the, correct- the rap. Category. Uh, uh, Common's no. a little bigger than that. Oh well, yes, he is. I, I think Common Common's Common's not a rap artist. He's a he's a hip hop artist, and I, I I really enjoy I enjoy Common's I enjoy Common's music. I don't I don't enjoy his social stances because I think he's a commie. But that's just that's just me. Yeah, but Common Common yeah yeah, just, yeah. I, I, commie, I, I like Common Common same thing. Same thing. Same huh? thing. Um, and John Legend, of course, is married to Christy Teigen, uh, one of the Sports Illustrated. Uh, Bikini models. She's, okay. She's yeah, Chrissy Teigen or whatever. I don't know. That's, it's, that's they great make, for him. They make it a big deal in the in the press. I don't oh, know. Okay. I just so I thought I'd bring it up. Um, also in the uh, in the category for uh, on the Academy Awards, Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu Inaritu uh, won for best director of uh, Birdman. Uh, what say you guys? Uh, should he have won? He's a very inventive director, but uh, and, and I gotta, you know, it's a really visionary film, no question. Um, but for better or for worse, I also think it's a really self-indulgent film, and yep. I think it's most more of a stunt than it is than a than a story to really. Sure. But uh, people are are all over the board about that. I don't think it was the best directing job of the year. Um, Who would you give that to? I would have given it to Mr. Eastwood. Mr. I, I, I would as well. Who was not nominated, or I would have given it to Ava DuVernay for uh, for Selma. I mean, there's a I would have given it to, to Christopher Nolan, um, Richard Linklater. It's not like he spent, oh, I don't know, maybe a decade working on one film. Um, but but yeah. to be honest, wouldn't you – I mean, not Richard Linklater, even though he worked 12 years on that film, the story wasn't as cohesive as it could have been. It wasn't – there wasn't that, – that, that through line for me didn't really – you know, it didn't – I don't know. It just didn't connect with me. You don't think it was like life? How life goes in some I, odd yeah, directions? It does. It does. I There's guess, that subplot I guess, where she gets married a second time and the guy's, yeah, the guy's a maybe, monster. Maybe. I got to watch it again because, like I said, I'm not saying I dislike the film, but I was like, it was just a little odd and disjointed for me. Maybe that's just, maybe it's just like life. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're, maybe you're absolutely right in that respect. So, yeah, but I, I don't think it should have went to Alejandro for sure. Um, best Actress went to Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Um, was that well deserved in her category? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, <clears throat> there were some really strong cate- uh, uh, nominees this year. I thought Reese Witherspoon gave a very I thought Reese Witherspoon was going to walk away with yeah. it. Yeah, that was That's a what I it was a very tough performance. I think she did a fine job there. But uh, Moore is Moore is pretty amazing, though. Um, uh, still, Alice is quite an affecting film. So, yeah, uh, it really is. Yeah, so uh, I think that uh, people should see it, take a look at it. It's. Uh, um, it's definitely not exactly nerd watch fair, but if you're looking for something out of the box as far as nerddom, check that out. And then final, or no, excuse me, then we have Best Actor, um, Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything, his portrayal of Stephen Hawking. Um, do you think that should have went to him? No, no, it's a fine performance, and it's he's one of the best things about that film. But no, I, I was surprised that Michael Keaton didn't get it because he was on such a roll. And if we are talking about a career award, then Michael Keaton is well overdue for this. Um, the other guy, um, I mean, not, not just Bradley Cooper, who would you know also deserve it, I think, in, in any other year. Um, I would have given it to Benedict Cumberbatch, 
I, whose performance knocked me out in I the think, invitation game. I think it would. I think it should have went to him too, <clears throat> even though his performance was distracting for me because he is Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I mentioned that in my review that yes, I have. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it, w- it should have went to him as well. And I, it was a really odd choice, Eddie Redmayne, <laughs> considering the fact that Birdman was on such a roll, and Michael Keaton hasn't won a statue ever. He's never been nominated. Never been before. nominated. So this was amazing. And then finally, best picture of the year went to Birdman. Birdman. Um, <laughs> and do we think that it was well deserved for no, Birdman? No, not absolutely at all. not. No. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think it. Uh, I think uh, it should have went to uh, either a Whiplash or B American Sniper. I knew American Sniper wasn't going to win because of its the military stance uh, in the film. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, it's a, it's really unfortunate, but I will say that Whiplash should have been the best picture of the year, in my opinion. So, mm. uh, Birdman, it's an acquired taste, and it is very strange. Uh, Collector Jay's going to write a review on it. I can't wait to to be read good. that review for sure. All right, so now's the time, boys and girls. It's the fun part of the show. Now that we got over all of the all all of the officials, let's go into our best pictures of the year we have a top 10 best list now since amber aka digit is in here let me go over her list first okay and then uh, i'll go to collector j i'll go and i'll go to format and then i'll go to professor barry and then i'll give my top 10 okay so amber this one's for you dear um your top 10 list uh best films of the year according to digit um just realize that she is a nerd so uh, this is her top ten. She says this is in no. She says this is in no particular order. Okay, so I'm not sure where she puts these, but here we go. In no particular order, her best movies of the year are one. Wrong. <laughs> She's not here to defend herself, Jay. <laughs> I know it's a perfect time. I know. <laughs> Her number one film, according to this, in no particular order, is the Lego movie. Wrong. <laughs> Here's the odd one, okay? 300, Rise of an Empire for Wrong. her. Wrong. Wow. Yes. That yes. is an really? unusual choice. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Wrong. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, X-Men, Days of Future Past. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is on her list. Maleficent was on her list. Guardians of the Galaxy. Lucy. Expendables 3 and wow. Big Hero 6. That is a nerdy, nerdy list. Would you like to know what her runner-up is? The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies, because Bilbo Baggins was so good. <laughs> uh, I think I think, um, I think our show uh, just got smaller. <laughs> it's a fun list. No, I appreciate that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's popular movies. Mm-hmm. It's movies that she likes, and, and she should feel completely open and free to, to express her love of course. For, for, really. for mainstream popular movies. Absolutely. Says yeah. who? But, but don't. Says don't, me. But a look, professional movie critic. Hey, that's fine. But, I mean, don't. don't I'm just playing. Don't. Uh, don't. I think it's funny <laughs> how much it mirrors my, my <laughs> list. You two really were cribbing off each other's sheet so. when you were when you're cramming for hey, this. Hey, what'd you write down? What'd you get for number seven? <laughs> well, listen, it's okay to have whatever opinion you want, but yeah. don't be surprised when you get mocked for it. Is all I'm saying. Okay, so um, did I say I was going to format or collector, collector J? J? Collector J, what is your top ten movies for 2014? Well, unlike uh, Digit, I put mine in order. Oh, you did? Okay, I did. I ordered mine. It was kind of hard. Okay, but I did. Number ten. Okay. 
Dracula Untold. Oh, interesting. I, I have not that, seen it. You said that you like this film because it's it's a good telling of the Dracula lore, right? It's different, um, and it was it was well done. All right, it was a I, different telling. It I wasn't your Bram Stokers. This movie, man. Yeah, it wasn't your Bram Stokers. It was actually the reason he became what he was. Actually, was for a good reason, and in the end, um, stayed that way uh, for love. Basically, wow. it was an interesting story. I think it was great uh, visuals for me. Cool. Wow. Okay, number nine. Edge of Tomorrow. Because it surprised me. Wow. Because it surprised me. That almost made my Look, list, you know. Um, because I most of the movies he does are so one. He's one dimensional to me now. Jade about like Cruise. Cruise. Okay. Like Cumberbatch is very distracting for you. Sure, like Imitation sure. game. Yeah. Same way for him. But that one, this one, really surprised me. Interesting. And number eight. Number eight was the Lego Movie. Oh, of course, you're Ed a big two. big fan. And number uh, seven, seven was Lucy. Ah. So you and Digit do have a lot of comedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fans of Lucy. All right. I, number six was Birdman. Oh, oh wow. Birdman okay. did make your top ten. They did make it. Wow. So you were happy when it won Best Picture. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it was number six. Well, I mean, you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, number five? Uh, there's five other ones I would have chosen. <laughs> uh, number five was X-Men. Okay. And Days of Future Past. Okay. Uh, four was Captain America. Okay. Three was the Babadook. Okay. Ooh, good Ooh. choice. Good choice. Number two was John Wick. Oh wow! Nice. And number one was Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy wow. for you. Wow, that's a that's not a bad list. <laughs> that's a fun that is, list. That is a fun yeah. nerd list if I ever heard one. And, and you know, for me, really making the list is would I ever watch it again? Sure. Right after sure. the first time. That, and the Guardians, I've seen at least six or seven times. I'm, I'm with Baba Col- Duke, I've seen twice. I would collect Jay on that because I've noticed that uh, the older I get, the uh, if the movie's too long, I don't. I only watch it once, and I'll never watch it again. Like Gandhi, I love. I think Gandhi's a good movie, um, but I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. You know, right. so no, you're absolutely right. There was a list of an article recently about how a lot of these movies they don't have uh, they don't have staying power. Right. No one's going to watch Twelve Years a Slave ever again. Ever after again they after it. the first time. No one's right. going to watch Gandhi ever again. Right. It's a, it's a once in a lifetime. It's, movie. It absolutely is. All right. So format. While you were cramming <laughs> last week for your top ten best pictures of 2014, what say you? What is your top ten? Uh, at number ten, Maleficent. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Uh, number nine, Hercules. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, Dwayne Johnson. The Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. Okay, okay, ah. Dwayne Johnson. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, number low. seven. It's kind of low. <laughs> X-Men, Days of Future Past. Okay. Uh, number six, The Lego Movie. Okay. Wow. Number five, Dracula Untold. Really? Wow. That's higher up Another on the list fan. for you than, than Jay. Yeah, it's Man. really good. I really wow. enjoyed it. Shoot. That's crazy. It did really well, too. Uh, number four, Big Hero 6. Okay. Uh, number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Number two, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Nice. And number one, John Wick. Wow! I like your list already because John Wick's number one. <laughs> awesome! Oh, these are fun lists. This guys. is a fun list. All I've right. seen that one three times already. All right. right. Oh, yeah. John Wick is so good. All right, so... They're making a second one. Yeah, I know. Yes. I'm yeah. so stoked. All right, now uh, let's go to Professor Barry. All right. Uh, let's see his Am I going to know 10. any of these movies? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. They're <laughs> all silent films. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, the films for the blind. Right. Oh, yes, yes. No, well, let's just go to the pretentious guys, critics list. You stink. You all stink. All hey, right. I'm trying to get on that list, too. All right, top ten movies for uh, for Professor Barry this all year. All right, uh, number ten is this, uh, the comical sci-fi film, The One I Love, which is on Netflix right now. Excellent film. You know what's funny? I, I Can I tell you something? I debated whether to put that on my top ten movies, best movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, I even struggled to put that in my honorable mentions because I have honorable mentions that I wanted to do. But you're right. The one I love is quite a movie. That movie stayed with me. It's a creepy, creepy film. Oh, yeah. I really good, liked it. Good, nice, nice. Number nine. You guys have heard of this one, Maleficent. I thought Maleficent was awesome. I okay. love that film. That was okay. my favorite big studio film. Number seven, Blue Ruin, which I thought was really creepy, haunting, violent, okay. great crime thriller. Okay. Uh, number six, Ida, the Polish film, which no one at this table has seen or will ever see. <laughs> I, I, no, I'll watch Ida. Watch it. I, like, I like foreign films. I'll watch Ida. Okay, okay, very cool. Well, at uh, least some people at the awards ceremony saw it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> in that room so, uh, that's right. That's right. All right. And this is, the rest of this is pretty mainstream. You guys have heard of Gone Girl, number five. I thought Gone Girl was one of the best films of the year. Creepy, I still haunting yet to film. to see that. Great movie. I heard it's uh, good. Yeah, great film. Number four, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Excellent film. Number three, uh, and I think it deserves to be this high on the list, Clint Eastwood's American Sniper. Mm-hmm. Excellent American film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Linklater's Boyhood. Uh, great movie. I think a lot of people have, have connected to the universal aspects in it. And number one, yes, number one is a movie that few people have seen. I had to seek this film out, but I'm glad I did. It was uh, put out by a studio that just didn't have the money to push it. It's a movie about Abraham Lincoln growing up as a young boy in, a lo- in the log cabin. It's called The Better okay. Angels. Oh. Better Angels, and it stars Jason <laughs> Clark. And, the uh, Vampire Hunter? No. no. I thought that's where he was going. <laughs> no, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that was pushed out. It was a couple years ago. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's Jason Clark and Diane Kruger and Britt Marling and Wes Bentley in the cast. It's, uh, it is in, it's in black and white. It's a movie that really makes you feel like you were there. It's very immersive. It's a beautiful film. Um, I recommend everybody see it. It come. It's right now. It's on uh, video on demand. It's also on Amazon, Amazon Instant Watch. Um, but it's going to be on DVD next month. So check What's out it the, called again? the Better Angels. Was the it one of those Angels. found footage movies? No, oh. <laughs> a found footage Abraham Lincoln movie. That, that be, is awesome. That would be interesting. Wow. Is that black and white makes you feel like you're there. <laughs> you found footage. It's a 3D kind of immersive experience watching it. It's a beautiful. It's in movie. 4D. I've heard. <laughs> That's All what right. Disney had. Remember when I went to Disney back when I was uh, 13? Right. They, had, they were touting something called 4D. 4D. I remember that. You're right. 4D. Yeah, and I, right. I never yeah, knew what that right. fourth dimension was. Um, Isn't it but my dad, who, my dad always had a problem seeing 3D movies with the glasses because of his eyes for some reason. But he said okay. that was the only time he was actually able to see something in 3D. So maybe they're on to something. Was wow. that like Captain Neo or? Yeah. No, there was something. No, 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 no. 4D? No, it was 3D. The theater was shaking. Maybe that was the fourth No, <laughs> maybe. I don't know what it was. It was but it, he's it was, right. There was something that was touted at Disney. Yeah. It was a short film or something in 4D. I don't know if, I don't know if it was because they were actually using like live smoke or, or they, were, they were doing other effects in the theater at the time. But I know what he's talking about. I just cannot recall what it was. Yeah, neither can I. Yeah, that's crazy. To look that up. All right. Let me give you my top 10 list and then we'll talk about my honorable mentions. Here's my top 10 for 2014. Best pictures of the year for me. Let the mockery begin. Let the mockery begin. Coming in at number 10. Ironically, it made my list, uh, I I will say, because I was highly critical of it being uh, what it was. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes made my top ten. Uh, oh, nice. I uh, I have to say that me and me and Professor Barry watched that together, and he and I had the same um, the same reaction to it that was was highly depressing. Um, but I think that I think after revisiting it, 
I have to say that uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was an incredibly well-crafted film um, that I uh, that for me just Andy Serkis alone's performance as the ape was quite amazing. So yeah. for that, it made my top ten. Um, also at number nine, John Wick made my list. I John Wick was one of the best pictures of the year That's for not, me. Is this in order? Uh, this is in order. It's number kind of low nine. on the list. I'm kind of low on the list. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Don't worry. He probably put it at number one. As number well. nine was amazing. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he talked here twice. <laughs> Uh, John, First, number nine is John, and the number one is Wick. <laughs> number right, nine, right? John Wick was amazing. Love John Wick. Keanu Reeves' performance was great. The story was well crafted. It was, it was for me. It was one of the best pictures because it was eighty-five minutes of your time, and they told a good story that was that was affecting, funny, dramatic, and the villain was was fantastic. So, yeah. uh, love John Wick. And number eight was How to Train Your Dragon Two. It is it is superior to the original. That very rarely ever happens um and that that goes alongside the alien sequel and the terminator sequel and the godfather sequel very few movies do that and how to train your dragon 2 is actually better than the original at number seven captain america the winter soldier um i thought that that was uh one of the best directed best story uh, best best story told comic films ever uh, it was it was a throwback to 1970s conspiracy thrillers. Uh, I have a very close connection to that because I like the Parallax View, uh, All the President's Men. I, I love that stuff. So that was very high on my list. At number six was Nightcrawler. Um, I know that's a weird one, and I think it's because I have such a close connection to what he's doing. Mm. And I think that's why it made my list because he is – for all intents and purposes, he does on a grander scale and a more morbid scale. He does what we do. Um, so I had an, I had a very I, uh, uh, on Maui Watch. Obviously, yeah, we're yeah. talking about that's oh, what we do. I thought he had no, no. like a podcast. Or <laughs> I was like, really? No, no, he no. He makes more money than we do. Yeah, yeah definitely. Grander scale. Jake Gyllenhaal did a very good job. He yeah. played that very well. I think Renee Russo was amazing in that movie. Um, she, she's, she's very. Um, how can you put this? Not femaleish. N- yeah, yeah. She has she she's she's got you know female parts and uh-huh. you know yes. no she's um she's very affecting in the film and she's very um very cold and a little chilly. Yeah, well, she's she's good. She's amazingly good. Uh, at number five, uh, probably one of the best films I've seen all year, and that was the Babadook. Mm. Uh, an amazingly effective film. Pe- multiple people can watch that film and get different things out of it. It's an amazing, amazing piece of work by a female director who I don't think was recognized. Jennifer Kent uh, did an amazing job. I love the Babadook. And number four for me was the Imitation Game. Uh, no, number four for me was Guardians of the Galaxy. Excuse oh, me. Okay. Love Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, you and I saw that together. I was over the moon for that movie. I've seen it. Three times now, I believe, and it's an amazing experience every time. I do, I do now see that every time I watch it, I can pick up little flaws here and there, but I don't think that detracts from how much fun I had with it, and it's probably the best story told um, as far as a soap opera, or as far as a space opera, the, than Guardians of the Galaxy. Great stuff. It's, it's, it's a total reincarnation of the Star Wars for 21st century. Loved it. And number three was The Imitation Game. I think The Imitation Game was an amazing movie. Benedict Cumberbatch was phenomenal. Um, 
Uh, Kira Knightley, uh, in my review, uh, she's uh, if you read, you can read that on mywatch.com. Invitation Game. I thought Kira Knightley did a very good job. She had a very understated role. She wasn't uh, out there, as it were. She was very supportive of Benedict Cumberbatch's character. I thought she was very well done, and I thought the story was great. Um, uh, I think that is probably one of the best pictures of the year. At number two, okay. So here's the thing. I can't. I, I'm going to say this because I'm I'm reversing it. I had it on my list um, one way, but I'm reversing it. At number two is American Sniper. Uh, if you read my review on uh, mywatch.com, you can read it at our Facebook page as well. Um, I give you the reasons why I think American Sniper is one of the best pictures of the year. It's amazing performances, an amazing movie. Uh, love, love, love American Sniper. And the number one movie for me this year... Um, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, it is the feel-good family movie of the year. Oh, Whiplash really? is the number oh. one movie for me of the year. Absolutely love that movie. Uh, Miles Teller is an, is a, gives an amazing performance in that movie. J.K. Simmons is a... He is an absolute... And I say this in a good way. He's an absolute beast of a character in that film he envelops that movie he make you were so enraptured by his character and what he and what he stands for in the film that you forget that he is jk simmons and this guy ever played j jonah jameson in the spider-man movie uh professor fletcher is an amazing performance and for that alone um i will say that that's the best picture of the year and on top of that the director is someone to watch for. He has made a movie that very few directors make their first time out, and he did it. So good on him. Whiplash is my number one movie of 2014. So love, love Whiplash. So I'm surprised. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Shock. No. No mention of Blended. Well, Ooh. here's well done, sir. <laughs> All right, well, here's, here's I thought we'd have fun with this, because I thought I'd mention this. I didn't mention this to anybody because I wanted to keep it on the down low. I figured I'd mention a couple of honorable mentions of the year. Okay. Uh, uh, I have 13 of them to mention. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Break out the soapbox. I know. Here we go. Uh, uh, let, me, let me know what you guys think of these. I guess the rules just don't matter. I know, yeah, I know right? Top yeah. A couple of honorable mentions. Top I couldn't 10. make the top 10. Uh, number 13 for me was Snowpiercer. Uh, okay. Honorable mentions. Uh, if you've never seen Snowpiercer, it is based on a comic book um, uh, starring Chris mm-hmm. Evans, and he's not in a in, uh, not in a uh, uniform or an outfit. Um, uh, very good movie. Did everybody get a chance to see Snowpiercer? Yeah, uh, it's in my to watch list. You should definitely see it. It is definitely worth watching. A very good movie. <clears throat> At number twelve on my honorable mention list went to Chef John Favreau's mm-hmm. Chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not that not it wasn't it was never meant to be. Um, Best picture material by any stretch, but it was a fun, feel-good family movie, even though it was R-rated. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it Chef PG-13. Though. It could have been. Chef was great. Um, liked that movie a lot. Uh, the relationships were good. John Farrow did a great job directing. John Leguizamo was great. Um, and so was Sofia Vergara. Wasn't a big fan of the kid, but um, he was all right. Um, <laughs> he didn't get slapped. Or right, right, or... right, right, right. His father didn't, you know, didn't cut his finger off when he was, you know, putting together those paninis. <laughs> At number eleven is Blended. It Ele- went my, wow, uh, that low. It went yeah. in my honorable mentions. It went list. on for months about that I thing, and it's that blended. low on a. It's that low on an honorable mentions Have list? Have you seen wow. Blended? No. Oh, my God. I go to Jamba Juice at least once a week. <laughs> and I see all the Blended I need to. You need to watch Blended, sir. You'll like it. 
Collector J, you saw Blended, didn't you? Or no, Professor Barry saw Blended. I saw Blended. Blended. I like Blended. You will like Blended. Blended's great. <clears throat> my wife saw it, and she actually was like, eh. So I will Oh, my gosh. Uh, I cannot believe it. At number 10 is probably a film that you guys don't may not know. It's called Cold in July, uh, starring oh, uh, yeah, Michael yeah. C. Hall and uh, uh, Sam Shepard. Yeah. Um, if you guys have not seen this film, you should. It is not perfect by any stretch, but it is... Uh, quite thrilling it is a mystery it's suspenseful and it's quite violent uh cold in july is a very very good movie um uh not don't 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 get me wrong it's not it's nowhere near any of the top 10 but it's a very good movie nonetheless and number nine on my honorable mentions list goes to only lovers left alive oh you liked it starring um the jim jarmish movie yeah i put it on my list why because it it, i put and this is it's gonna sound weird I put it on my list because Jim Jarmusch, uh, the way he shoots his movies and the way he tells a story is unique. And I put it on there not because it's a great movie. I put it on there because it's something you should see because Tilda Swinton is is great in the part. And uh, so is... Um, Hiddleston. Uh, Hils- yeah. yeah, Hiddleston. Uh, Tom Hiddleston from uh, He's Loki in the Avengers movies. That last scene in that movie made me jump out of my seat. I think it's yeah. the most terrifying, great fade out of the year. I'm going to have to tell if just if, if you don't know only lovers left alive is about two vampires who I don't I I can't it's a hard I can't even say it's I don't want to break anything up it's about two two vampires who basically have been together for centuries, centuries yeah. and it takes off from there um it's not what you think though so when you go into the film it is one of those movies that it's not about it's 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 not about the vampire Experience that you would assume it would be about, you know, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Only lovers left alive for me. At number eight, and the only reason I bring it up is because it's not, it's a good, it's a good performance. Is Under the Skin uh, from um, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I thought the story was a bit confusing, but I still enjoyed it. Did you find it a little? Well, I mean. It- it's interesting because, you know, as I think we talked about it, it's from the point of view of the alien species. We never, we're never given a doorway. There's, there's no opening crawl saying this, this is why they're Correct. here. Correct. Right. So it's strictly from the point of view of the alien, and we're basically looking at things that were, that are never explained to us. We're not even sure exactly what her mission is. We just know that she blows it in the movie is about her becoming more human over the course of the story. Correct. And. Um, yeah, I didn't mind that about it. If, any, if anything, my favorite scenes in the movies are the ones I can't explain. I love the opening scene, the the, the way the eye is being apparently made by alien technology. Right. If that's even what the heck we're seeing. Um, the uh, the way she, let's just say the way the film ends, I thought was very beautiful and poetic and also very shocking. Um, yeah, I, I love that film. That uh, I don't have an honorable mention, but that that's a movie that... That, that, that did get pushed out of my top ten. Sure. Love that film. And number seven is Blue Ruin. Um, it's on Netflix, guys, if you haven't seen it. It's terrific. Um, Blue Ruin is a film that uh, needs, for me, at least for me, needs to be seen. It's quite an amazing piece of, uh, piece of uh, film. Uh, it is uh, <laughs> it's essentially a film noir movie. It's about, it's about murder. It's about vengeance. It's, it's, and it's not what you think. So definitely see it. Would you? Would you? Would would that somewhat be fairly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love those kinds of kind of thrillers where it, it's it's very uh, close to the vest. It's not like um, 
it's not like a John Wick sort of movie where there's anything cool or stylized. But sure. it's one of these movies where you get the sense that at the end of the story, these characters have blood crusted underneath their fingernails. It's yep. like it's real like to the bone. It's a yeah. tough, tough movie, and I, I love it for it. Uh, and number six on the honorable mentions list goes to The Raid 2. Hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen the, that was very good uh, a lot of people forgot that movie even existed which is unfortunate The Raid 2 is actually better than I think the original yes, Raid yes definitely um, so uh, if you have not seen The Raid you should if you haven't seen uh, after you watch The Raid watch The Raid 2 have you seen Raid, The Raid I've seen the original, yeah. Watch, I, I didn't get to see the sequel. You need to see Raid 2. You will love Raid 2. Best it's, car chase of the year. Oh, my that gosh. Car chase is amazing. That is, it's amazing. And number five was a, uh, was a smaller film that didn't get mentioned enough. It's a film from Israel called Big Bad Wolves. Oh, yeah. Um, if you guys have not seen that either, that's another great film. It, it's another... It, it's Quentin Tarantino-esque, and that's all I want to say about it because the story is so is so impressive. I... I it's it's on Netflix, by the way, just to let you know. And number four was Selma, self-explanatory. And number three was Gone Girl. Um, at number two was Hornet's Nest. Um, it's not a great movie. It's not, but it's not, it's not. But I mention it because but it's, it beat out Blended. But it did, and the reason why it did is because it's a it's a documentary about what it's like in the Middle East when you are fighting a war against the terrorists. It's an amazing. It is so. It is so real, and and I, and I mean that in the sense of this is what it looks like from them on a daily basis. You know, we look at stuff through the through the lens of the news. You look at this stuff through the lens of the soldier, and it is it is affecting. It's very good. Some of some people won't understand it because of the military aspect of it, but Hornet's Nest should be seen. And my number one honorable mention, finally, two documentaries in my top. Honorable mentions goes to Jodorowsky's Dune. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Jodorowsky's Dune, you should. If you are a fan of Dune, you should see Jodorowsky's Dune. What he had planned <laughs> was for amazing. Dune would have made this movie <laughs> a completely different film what David Lynch was making, but... But and and if, if you can believe it, even more epic in scope. It was, I think that Jodorowsky's Dune was going to be the was going to be the unmakeable movie. I mean, when you look at, do you think that there was ever a chance that that was ever going to get made? I do. Um, really? I do. I, I, I can see it too. I, only because he did have. I mean, he had all his ducks in a row, and then it just kind of fell apart on him. There is a part of me that that wishes that I could peek through the wormhole and look at what that would have been like. Because the thing is, the movie made a believer out of me. I believe that film would have changed cinema. I believe it would have changed science yep. fiction. It would have. I think it would have changed the what we see the possibilities of film. Um, and certainly the clips of all the scenes of all the subsequent sci-fi movies that have clearly been influenced mm-hmm. by Dune. It's like... The movie, I, that's the highest praise I can give it. And that's why it was... Uh, I don't know. I must have skipped over it. It was on my list. Um, I, I think... It made me believe that if this thing had been made, I mean, this would have been the gone with gone with the wind of sci-fi. I think so. I think it would have. I just think it. I think it was so epic that I, well, after watching the film, I was like, "There's no way that Hollywood would have. There's no way anybody would have financed that." I don't think. I mean, even 
I, I, I don't know. I just don't. I Maybe the same way like Star Wars was financed. Could like, Independently and, you know, kind of would have snuck under the radar. But once people had a look at this thing, everybody probably would have tried to have made it. George Lucas probably would have tried to make Star Wars just because he saw Yodorowsky's Dune. That's a good point. I, I guess my, my thing was is that I, I, when you're looking at Dune the way he was looking at it, it, it and I guess in this respect, it would have dwarfed Star Wars in some respects, do you think? It's definitely less conventional storytelling, that's for sure. Because Star Wars has a lot of, like, King Arthur in it. Right. Whereas Dune is like, I mean, it's an acid trip. The way the way he was presenting it was, was very visually surrealistic. Not to mention he was trying to get all the political... I mean, all the stuff that's in there already, Frank Herbert, is really complex and weird. Oh, yeah. So the fact that Jodorowsky was trying to turn into his own, like, personal acid trip and to make, you know, Baron Harkonnen and those characters uh, kind of... Um, Oh gosh, like they like kind of uh, ambiguous in their sexuality. I mean, he was trying to do something really, really crazy. And like I said, and when I say dwarf, when I say dwarf Star Wars, I mean that in the respect of in in the storytelling sci-fi space, because Star Wars basically redefined sci-fi in for us yeah. in the seventies. So I was thinking that I think Dune would have done. Would have dwarfed the uh, the impact it would have had because Dune would have been that Dune would have been epic. I agree with you, yeah, and, and I think ultimately he was probably going to make something that had he made it, it would probably would have been more like two thousand one, just in terms of how heady it was, how influential, how crazy it was, and how it's kind of a Rorschach test. People can watch Star Wars and enjoy it. I feel like two thousand one is it's a people have different responses to it. And I feel like the Yodorowsky vision of Dune. It may not have been as as accessible as he thinks it was. So my question is this. Do you think anybody in Hollywood would take up the mantle for that Dune picture? Today? Yeah. Um, I've heard rumors that the guy who did Waltz with Bashir wants to make it an animated film. And I hope he does. Because I think that's probably the best way to visualize what it is. I think you're right. I, I think, think you're absolutely... That's the guy who did the... Um, the Congress. Congress. Yeah. 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 That didn't wow. make your honorable mention. No, there. it didn't. And I and and I I only I was I was already pushing thirteen. I didn't want to go fifteen. Uh, <laughs> you came up with like a completely separate top ten list. <laughs> no, really. it's really it really it really is. But anyway, those are our favorite movies of the year. I think we all can agree that there are things that need to be seen. John Wick is all four of us say that John Wick is an amazing movie that needs to be seen. Dracula Untold, another movie that I have yet you and I haven't seen. These I'm really guys surprised. Seen it. it keeps coming up. Yeah. I know these guys have seen it. And they say it's good, and that movie what landed. Ended in like, um, in a really un, unfavorable spot on the schedule. Yeah. So you know, I, I have to say, I think it was like in well. September or something like that. Yeah. So you guys, you guys saw something that we didn't because I thought that this was going to be a throwaway movie. Yeah. Wow. All right. So it did, it did well. It was popular. Can I address a movie that was on all of your list but wasn't on mine and I'm not in love with and I want to talk to you guys? About oh, it. sure. Because I just I I this is the other film. No, I've... our lists are sacred. <laughs> Just like your list is sacred. Yeah, now, now that we're done with Greg's top 20. What's up with that? Let's address no, that issue for, Let's come up with a top 10. Top, I don't Honorable mention, runner-up, poor losers. I don't care what you call them. You came up with 20 movies that you said we got to watch. By the way, while you're ranting, while you're on a roll, let me just say I realized that my water was on the other side of my chair that I didn't realize. I actually had my water the whole time. So while my hissy fit, you were so sweet to get me another water. I was like, <laughs> I was like Michael awesome. Sarah, and this is the end. So anyway, I just want to address that. Anyways, back to the top twenty. <laughs> 
That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to <laughs> hashtag fail. I know. I wanted to mention those movies because they were so good, and they they weren't great movies, but it should be they should be experienced. I thought. Anyway, finally, um, uh, before we get the heck out of this place, um, uh, we want to. If you guys have your best movies of the year, uh, give us a hit us up on facebook.com slash nerdwatch. If you have the top ten movies of uh, of the year for you, post them up. Let us know what you guys think, and we'll uh, we'll wrap. Yo, um, and then uh, no, we won't. No. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we want to know what you guys think of your best picks of the uh, of the ten best picks of the year were for sure. Uh, Facebook.com slash the nerd watch. Um, uh, we've got multiple uh, reviews up right now. Uh, Collector J's got reviews. Uh, the format's got reviews uh, for RoboCop, Theory of Everything. He's got some more in the hopper. Professor Barry has got reviews up right now as well. as So do I. I've got uh, Avatar. I've got um, Imitation Game and American Sniper up uh, as we speak. So check those out for sure. All right. I think it's uh, time for us to wrap this thing up and get the heck out of Nerdwatch HQ. want to let you guys know that uh, there's only a couple movies to see on your Blu-ray and DVD list. And that, of course, is Big Hero 6, which is on the Oscars, as well as Whiplash, my favorite movie of the year. The best movie of the year for me. Check that out as well. Those are the only two big Blu-ray releases of the week that you need to see. Uh, want to tell you guys before we get out of here that uh, check us out at Facebook.com slash The Nerdwatch. Collector J is our, our is our collectibles guru. Uh, the one and only Professor Barry is our movie maven, and then uh, we have our uh, format is our is our game guru, as it were. And Amber is our home video nerd, and we want to. They're contributing all of their original content to Facebook.com/slash/TheNerdWatch. You can read their articles, you can read their reviews. Amber has her has her picks for the videos of the week that you need to see, and uh, yeah, and her and of course let's not forget her Netflix pick, which is Robo cop this week um she thought it was very very fun but she loves the original so with that in mind check her out as well um check us all out facebook.com slash nerd watch rate us on uh, our podcast if you listen to us through itunes download the maui watch app that's where we lead to that's where uh you get to listen to us on the go if you don't have itunes uh you can listen to us through your android uh android uh device as well all right uh collector j professor barry uh foreman and of course amber who's here in Spirit, I guess. Uh, have a wonderful week, guys. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you guys uh, will we'll talk next week about the Avengers. We'll talk uh, the, the Avengers uh, posters that have come out. Uh, we'll talk about some more collectibles that Collector J's got coming in, which, like I like I've said, cost half of a PS4. That's crazy. It's insane to me. Not if you multiply it by eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I guess so. It's insane. But uh, that's why we call him the collector. Uh, f- uh, format, uh, you have any reviews that you're going to be releasing on the Facebook page? Uh, yeah, there'll be a few uh, that are in the pipe right now. Fantastic. Your interview of Amakua, uh, the uh, uh, the comic book based in Hawaii and out of Hawaii about Hawaiian superheroes is up on the Facebook page. You need to read it. Uh, Professor Barry, you have no movies that you're watching this week. So what will you be doing? I've got two looking back columns on Woody Allen's Match Point and John Singleton's Higher Learning. I love Match Point, and I haven't seen Higher Learning in forever. I don't remember if that was good or bad. So uh, I definitely can't wait to read that. Collector J, um, other than collecting, are you? will you be doing anything else this week? 
Not that I know of. Not that you know of. <laughs> so just more collecting. <laughs> nice, nice. Other than work. I mean, uh, I got to pay for it somehow. I pay for all, all these craziness somehow. All right. Well, uh, boys and girls, uh, nerds and lady nerds, have a wonderful week. We certainly do appreciate your uh, uh, your support. We certainly do want to let you know that you are the... Uh, how can I say this? Um, you are the... Uh, uh, oh, you're going to try this again? I'm going to try this one more time. <laughs> <laughs> you are the propulsion system in our starship. Nice. You are the minichlorians into our Jedi, as it were. And uh, we It just think, sounds so dirty. Yeah, it, just, it does, doesn't it? Just a little bit. You, That's what you guys are to us, and we really appreciate Hands your support. Off. Off. Uh, I want to send a big shout-out to Maui Collectibles, Comics and Collectibles. They opened up a business uh, in Maui here. Please, if you listen to us on Maui, go support them. They're in the Akaku Center, and uh, it's a place, a great place to nerd out um, and uh, to uh, remember what it's like to be a collector and what it's, remember what it's like to open a comic book. That's very special. So big shout-out to Alika Seki and the guys over at Maui Comic Books and Collectibles. Uh, go and support them, um, and then maybe, maybe Collector J... Maybe you can become a, a, a VIP member like Collector J is right now. Him and his uh, discounts. Look at you. He said even if he once he gets bigger, he'll up the discount price. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, it's, 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 a, it's a good 5%, but he said as, as the store grows in age... Uh, right. And size. So does your discount. Yeah. Wow, Look awesome. at you. Uh, Look at you. It does pay to be an early does, adopter. It does pay to be an early adopter. <laughs> Fairly so. But remember, even if you save 5%, it's still 100% more than you had to spend. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what I tell my wife when it's close shopping time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Listen, hon, I don't need socks or underwear, but that comic down at my comic books and collectibles that I wanted, that number one, that's what I need. That totally well, it's 5% I'm gonna pull this. I'm going to pull this from a... Big picture. I use them six times. Right side, back side, inside out, turn them around. <laughs> I do that as well. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, Look, on I was the, actually kidding. <laughs> no. On that underwear note. <laughs> that's what we're going to end on. <laughs> I think so. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. Listen, multiple underwear usage, it's not a bad thing, is it? Okay, obviously from the silence. <laughs> We're out of time. Have a wonderful week, boys and girls. We'll be back next week with more nerd news, more nerd culture stuff. We'll talk more about uh, uh, everything that is nerd right here on the Nerd Watch Podcast. We certainly do appreciate you guys, and we love your support. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thenerdwatch. And we'll see you right back here next week. And until then, boys and girls, aloha! Aloha!